Today is Wednesday, April 26th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics, beauty products that are certified 100% vegan, cruelty-free without parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, all without compromising performance. President Biden formally announced his 2024 re-election bid yesterday with the release of a campaign video centered around his plan to, quote, finish the job, a campaign slogan that I'm sure the frontrunner to be his opponent, Donald Trump, will have no shortage of immature jokes to make about it. Biden's new campaign manager will be Julie Chavez Rodriguez, who currently serves as the director of the White House Office of Intergovernmental Affairs and is a senior advisor to the president, as well as the former deputy campaign manager during his 2020 campaign. She also happens to be the granddaughter of the late labor leader, Cesar Chavez. So in addition to her experience, hopefully she also got the organizing gene. Our next story is an update regarding the friendship and financial relationship between Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and his friend with the Garden of Dictators, Harlan Crow. Justice Thomas had previously defended his failure to report the private jet flights and luxury vacations that Crow had paid for by saying that he had spoken to a close friend, who advised him that he didn't have to disclose those things because Crow did not have business before the Supreme Court. As it turns out, he did have at least one case of business before the Supreme Court. According to reporting from Bloomberg, who reviewed dozens of state and federal cases involving Crow's financial holdings since Thomas's Supreme Court confirmation in 1991, they found that there was an appeal to the Supreme Court in 2005 in a case involving a company that Crow held a financial stake in. That year, the court declined to hear an appeal from an architecture firm that wanted $25 million for allegedly misusing copyrighted building designs from a residential company that Crow's family had a non-controlling stake in. At the time the company filed the appeal, Crow himself was the chief executive officer of his family's holding company, which had a stake in the residential company that was being sued. The Supreme Court at the time issued an order denying the appeal, an outcome that was favorable to Crow's company. And although the court order was only one sentence, there were no recusals or dissents, which indicates Thomas's participation and agreement with the finding. It's clear that by 2005, Crow and Thomas had become friends at some point after he took his seat on the court, as he had already disclosed a private flight and high-dollar gifts from Crow in 1997, and that had been made public via LA Times reporting from 2004. In that year, Justice Thomas described Crow and his wife as personal friends. But wouldn't that actually be more of a reason for Thomas to recuse himself? What am I not following here? Jury selection began yesterday morning in the civil lawsuit brought by writer E. Jean Carroll against Donald Trump for allegedly raping her in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room in the 90s. The trial will be held in the Southern District of New York and will address accusations of both sexual assault and defamation as a result of Trump's denials when she accused him. Carol is seeking unspecified monetary damages, and the judge in this case has said that jurors will remain anonymous given potential harassment and scrutiny if they were to be made public. And he has asked the parties involved to refrain from, quote, making statements that are likely to incite violence or civil unrest. Can't imagine why he would think such a warning is needed. Carol has said that she plans to attend the trial and testify, though Trump has no obligation to testify himself or even attend. His attorneys have now said that he will make a decision about his attendance as it is ongoing, always keeping us on our toes. With all these cases he has going on right now, he might want to consider getting an apartment downtown. 
for our final story today, there is some intriguing reporting regarding the financial disclosures of one controversial independent from Arizona, Kirsten Cinema. The formerly Democratic senator appears to have been using campaign donations to live like the most basic travel influencer on your Explore page. According to election filings, since 2021, Cinema has spent almost $20,000 on wine-related expenses, mostly at vineyards in Northern California, as well as almost $10,000 at posh restaurants. That is in addition to $45,000 worth of chauffeur services since 2019, 4,000 of which went towards a luxury car service for one day in New York. I mean, who was driving? A Formula One winner? Also in the travel category, since 2020, she has spent over $67,000 in taxpayer funds on private jets. Why not just catch a ride with Harlan Crow? And she has at this point been ranked by Newsweek as one of the top users of charter flights in the Senate. She is reportedly also notorious for taking personal vacations and adding on a work-related event as an excuse to expense the entire trip. Since 2019, she has built her campaign $35,000 for stays at luxury hotels from California to Boston to the south of France. Lots of Arizona constituents summering on the Riviera, huh, Kirsten? Meanwhile, she switched her party affiliation to Independent last year, and many of her Democratic donors have since been calling her office to have their donations returned only to receive no response from her or her staff. I just want to know how she's going to maintain this distinctly Euro-trash lifestyle when she no longer has access to campaign donations, because I don't think the Facebook marketplace earnings are going to cut it. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements, and thanks again to our partner, Thrive Cosmetics. I gotta just say, when I saw that Thrive was a sponsor this week, I was so thrilled that I actually emptied the shopping cart that I had filled at the VIB sale. Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is my absolute favorite mascara, and every time I wear it, people compliment my makeup. I am certainly no makeup artist, but good products can make a huge difference for me. And possibly even more important is that it comes off easily, so I don't keep ending up with dark smudges under my eyes that always continue to happen when you can't fully get your mascara off. Clearly, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Their mascara has 25,000 five-star reviews, and if you're a fan of this podcast, I'm sure you can appreciate that cause is in their name for a reason. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see it for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off on your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com morning. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash morning for 15% off your first order. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.